You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 369, Who Shot Laurel Kent? And welcome to episode 369 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Victory is mine, bitches. <laughs> we, we had, Victory we, is mine, bitches, boy. <laughs> I believe so. We, no, no, sir. We had, no, I got a different one for that. I'm just saying oh, okay. <laughs> that, that we've made it this far uh, after a couple of attempts is, is really saying something. Folks, we've been on the phone or Skype for half an hour and we yeah. just started recording. Yeah, That's so. not how this rolls. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so uh, my name is Paul French, and I am Decade Dude. Oh, which decade are we talking about? The As 70s, the of, 80s, no, the 90s, sir, the no, sir. After the teens, <laughs> quiet you. <laughs> no, so uh, this is, uh, in fact, today as this episode drops, it is a decade since my wife Jan and I first met. Aww, so, a happy anniversary to her. Indeed, we 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 don't we, because you know children, we don't get to do anything until uh, until later in the week. But we're gonna go out for uh, we've we've got a date night sitter the whole bit. Oh sweet, huzzah! Indeed, once again, victory is mine. <laughs> victory is yours, yes sir, it is. <laughs> yes, and we'll leave it like that, shall we? Let's 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 let's. And I I guess I am Darren Noel, and I am. Uh, uh, studying for a freaking test again, kid, because that's all I do with my life. At least it seems. There. <laughs> but I'm not bitter. No. Nope. My own choices, but it doesn't mean I don't get to bitch about them. Okay, people? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Legion News-wise. Mm-hmm. Yes, Legion News-wise. We've been actually called out. <laughs> well, you know, but I'm kind of kind of called out. I'm yes, kidding. Yes, yes. Not that yes, strong. So, so like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, but okay. what wasn't recognized was that I, of course, did. So we got called out for not mentioning Supergirl last week, but uh, I maintain that we mentioned it the week before. So, oh, yeah. we did. Um, but uh, that said, um, highest rated um, debut of the uh, of the of the fall. Now, oh. that's not the, you know, it's... That's it, never the whole story, though, so... Oh, well, it's not, but it, but no, strongest debut of the fall, and um, it, I'm just saying, you know, this this has been a particularly rough fall for a lot of series. Um, sure. But, you know what, it's doing well, and there was a high bar, you know, because it's one thing to have a series like Arrow or like um, uh, Flash uh, be super successful... Mm-hmm. Because they were successful by the standards of being on the CW, right? Which yeah, is true. in substantially less homes than one of the big four networks, and um, so so there was some some question as to whether or not Supergirl would be able to perform uh, to CBS's liking, and it seems the answer to that so far, yes. Yep. So, Yay! So good, good for good for Supergirl. Indeed, um, Ella and I watched the second episode today, and uh, and quite enjoyed that. So, um, and I think we get Reactron next week. Oh, really? They cast someone recently um, as oh, I forget. Crap! As, a, as an anti, head. an anti-hero um, or an anti-alien senator. Oh, and uh, Tawny Cypress. Hmm. I want to say is the name. Doesn't sound familiar. There was some other um, thing that I'm remembering. Um, I'm going to find it on the internet. You can <laughs> yeah, doop, so doop, doop. Tawny Cypress was one of the ca- the casting announcements. And um, for those who don't know her, well, they're not the only ones. Um, <laughs> well, you know, there's that. So. Um, but she's, uh, oh, she was on the series Unforgettable. Which is, which, is, which is ironic. 
like, thank you. Careful what you attach your name to, kids. Careful <laughs> what you attach your name to. Yeah, whoops. I um, did hear about um, Fashionelli playing everyone's favorite neck-broken um, multimillionaire, Max Lord. That so that is, would be interesting. That's right, and he showed up on the second episode. Ah. So we have, uh, we have a Maxwell Lord... Uh, you know, basically, uh, I, I didn't realize it was it was it was uh, it was Peter Fascinelli. Yeah, Peter Fascinelli. Because uh, and and hey, good on him. Because I remember thinking he looks a little young. That whoever that dude is looks a little young to be playing Max Lord. Well, and, you know, and he's not. But you know, yeah. Well, you know. Well, makeup, yay! So that's always a yeah. good thing. I'm trying to find who it was. Oh, Robert Gant uh, as Zorel. Uh, which I find very amusing. For those of you who don't know Robert Gant, he played um, a gentleman on Queer as Folk for four seasons. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, w- I would suggest if you want to see his acting chops, check that out because he's actually pretty darn good. Now, you'll see a lot of butt to see it. got to tell you. So you're saying there's a lot of butt on There's, there's a lot of butt on Queer as Folk. It's true. Yeah. And luckily, Robert Gant's butt is, is choice, oh. but some people might be shocked by that. There yeah. is girl-on-girl girl action on Queer as Folk, but there's a lot more boy-on-boy boy action on Queer as Folk. So yeah. go go with your warning here. <laughs> it was a good but, show. But I found it. it was, it's Emma Caulfield, Anya from uh, uh, yes. The Vampire Slayer, is playing Cameron Chase. Ah, well, we've got the DEO on there. so uh, A stern, no-holds-barred FBI agent. Thank you, Wikipedia. No-holds-barred. No holds barred. Uh, dedicated to law enforcement following her father's violent murder. So she's Batwoman. No, she's she's Batgirl. No, mm-hmm. she's uh, she's she's Cameron Damn Chase is who she is. Cam- she's Cameron Chase. Yeah. Vigilante three for those keeping score, or maybe Ooh, even four. What? Was she Vigilante four? She was a vigilante at one point. Really? Yeah, really. She was the she was the female vigilante. Seriously. Seriously. I I don't think I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Because she's the one that was in the, the, there was the series Chase that was about her. Mm-hmm. So she was with the DEO. Yeah. Reporting to Director Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, it doesn't mention. I could be wrong. Who am I thinking of as the female? There was a female. There was. There was. She in the. I could have sworn it was Cameron Chase in the Deathstroke series. But it was. uh, It wasn't her because that was before she. That was before that character showed up. Really. 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 (laughs) I don't have to go looking. Oh my god! This is why we don't do any research, kids. So so yeah, because you had. because there was someone that yeah there was someone that picked up the the mantle in in the in the Deathstroke series that that came out and this this references uh-huh. our pre-show talk about uh, Titans Hunt. Oh my God! And, Talk about a depressing talk, kids. Who oh boy? Because they had that they did have that um um uh, what was it uh, that the Deathstroke series that was going on? Um, no, you're right. It wasn't her. Patricia Trace, that's the woman's name. Cameron Chase, Patricia Trace. Oh, like, yeah, because no, you're, no. you're thinking because Adrian I'm thinking Chase. Adrian Chase. Adrian Cameron Chase, Chase. Yeah. It would make sense. But all his kids were blown up. An explosion, hence Punisher. I mean, Vigilante. So. Yeah, wait, wait, which? Um. I'm crossing <laughs> the streams. Yes. And so then, I'm sorry about that. And then there was another one that was... Um, yeah, Patricia Trace. There was another one that was Dorian Chase. I don't know if he was any relation to Adrian. Adrian! Yes, actually, it says a relative of Adrian. Oh, he's the brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Oh, because no, they did a whole... No, vi- no relation did- to Danny Chase from Titans. Oh, my goodness. What? And it all comes full circle. Um, there was a new. There was a Vigilante series I, I, that I never read uh, that came out in 2009. Uh-huh. Um, right. Yep. I prefer my my vigilante in cowboy gear, actually. Ah, uh, yes, Greg Saunders. Yeah, gotta be honest with you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have been tempted to cosplay him because I just think he's he's got a fun look. 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah white, no. white jeans. Mm, that's... And, you Oof. know, <laughs> um, there, there's the James Robinson uh, vigilante series uh, that uh, focuses on on Greg Saunders is quite excellent, too. So worth checking out. Um, yeah, I just don't want to do the white jean thing. I drink at cons and well, <laughs> that's just messy. Getting stains out of white jeans is just asking for trouble. <laughs> hey now, hi, how are you? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> so anyway, so so Supergirl doing well, um, and it's looking, you know. So I don't know if they announced a full season pickup yet, but it sounds like they. It sounds like they're kind of. There. I, I think they've invested enough in this that yes, that'll happen. Uh, yeah. So because I mean, the. Um, uh, you, you know, I mean, the the just looking at uh, let, let's let's see, we're gonna di- we're gonna dig a little deeper on this. Are we? Um, absolutely, just dig just a, a little deeper. Just for a moment, because there are some other little bits, like you mentioned, Peter Facinelli as Maxwell Lord. Yep. Uh, of course, um, um, Daddy Danvers is played by Dean Kane. Well, yes, of course. And Who Mama and, Mama, and Mama Danvers. Is uh, Helen Slater? That's right. Yeah, so. the the original originator of Supergirl on film, I believe. Exactly. So uh, we will. It looks like we'll be seeing a few other characters. I'm not going to get too too much into that because I I want to spoil it for some people of, of yeah. what's coming up. But in fact, I think Supergirl appeared in animation first, probably Saturday morning or something like that, as part of like a Superman family cartoon oh, really? show. I think so. But, you know, you didn't see a lot of her until the movie came out, and then you didn't see a lot of her for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I seem to want to remember this. I could be high. Well, so the first episode uh, debuted to nearly 13 million viewers, um, and a bit of a drop-off for the second episode down to uh, 8.9. Yeah, but that's the way that always is. Well, of course it is. And uh, and certainly, like I mean, come on, there was a ton of promotion mm-hmm. um, going on before that. Um, <laughs> you know, to to paraphrase Stephen Colbert, it was like, you know, they had they had her uh, her image pasted on every flat surface in the world. True, it seemed. And um, so anyway, so uh, so that's what's going on there. Um, and uh, of course, brought to us by the the same folks who have been bringing out uh, Arrow and the Flash. And um... uh, actually, I am I am corrected. She appeared on some Super Friends merchandise, but never as part of the show. Oh, really? Her, her, the first time Supergirl debuted was part of Superman the Animated Series, thing in the Diniverse. So there you go. Oh, that was so that was, yeah, and of course, but of course, so the so her the first Supergirl on screen that we got was was Helen Slater. Helen Slater. Yeah. Yep, and then of course a couple of great episodes of uh, of um, Justice League Unlimited that she was in. Oh, totally. Yeah. So we got the Legion through her. So hey, no exactly. complaints. Exactly. Exactly. No complaints. Yeah. So um, all right. So let's get let's get into this story. Uh, this is from Legion of Superheroes Annual Number One. This is Volume Three Annual Number One. Yes. Um, or, if you're following from the Tales of the Legion side, it was Annual Number Four, which came out uh, about a year later. One year later. One one year later. Yeah. So but... so the original had <laughs> the original issue had a um, a Keith Giffen Carl Kiesel cover, and it was uh, kind of a neat noirish cover where you had the. Uh, um, uh, you know, it kind of like you said earlier, Darren, uh, kind of DC Challenge inspired. Well, it's um, got the big question mark on it. It's and around the same time, the right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, one of the two. <laughs> big, big question mark with uh, this Legionnaire with a a shot body sitting in the middle, mm-hmm. and a little kryptonite bullet down there on the. Yeah, exactly. Points. And then you had four faces, um, and they were, of course, uh, uh, Cam, Rainy, Violet, and Colossal Boy. And uh, now I've got the uh, to the Tales annual here, and it says, "In the shadows of the night, a killer's on a rampage," and uh, and it's got this dark 
uh, image with uh, with a bunch of Legionnaires coming out of it, and they are Violet, Colossal Boy, Chameleon Boy, Brainiac Five, and Magnetic Kid. And this oh. is a cover by Steve Lytle. So it's yes, in the shadows of night, a killer's on a rampage, and he's out for Legion blood. Mm, Legion blood. Mm. If you drink it, you'll be young forever. <laughs> so uh, we start off on Earth, 2986 AD, uh, lest you think the Legion is suddenly taking place 3,000 years before the birth of Christ. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you've got something uh, trying to, uh, a cruiser uh, clearing the polymer shield. And um, Brainy says, post-Legionnaires, now this is a, his face shrouded in shadows. <laughs> it's it's very, hey, this is what you're going to get five years later. Transitional Giffen. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, uh, you know, basically to post the uh, Legionnaires that are aboard that final cruiser as officially off-planet, and it does so, and so we see... Um, we see the symbols get marked as such, and they've got kind of like the telepathic earplug, which is pointing to them, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and it's and then um, he says, "Thank you. You may switch to the recreational programming Colossal Boy requested now." And um, computer says, "Done." And then beep tonight on the colonizers. Um, so yeah, he's watching. He's watching himself some TV. Well, who wouldn't? Exactly. And he got the night off and everything. That's it. That's it. So uh, he says, uh, Chief Zendak pulled all, pulled almost the whole team to watch his science police officers uh, switch around a few prisoners on Takron Galtos. Remember, we're going back a little ways. Yeah, we are. So this would have taken place uh, around issue 14. You know, 14 well, yeah, right after uh, the new kids get inducted. Exactly. And... Um, and he says, uh, that's a poor distribution, I must say. Still, Element Lad left me behind with the four of you to watch the board. I suppose we should be grateful for the vacation. <laughs> he, he must be feeling expansive now that we've added so many new members. No one ever leaves five board watchers. And um, Magnetic Kid, his face, of course, shrouded in shadows. Of course. <laughs> says, I wish I hadn't been left behind. And uh, Brainy says, missing out, Magnetic Kid? I doubt there'll be any excitement. The warden has Tacrangaltos well in hand. Until it blows up in crisis a few months from now. Yes, yes. And then, less so. <laughs> yes, less so from that point on. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and Magnetic Kid says, but it would have been my first real mission as a legionnaire. And uh, Brainy says, not counting being kidnapped by Regu- Regulus, huh, kid? <laughs> mm. He says, "Can't so that again." Oh, places, so that happened. Then. Yeah, places okay. contact context. Although it mentions baptism at the end of the book. Okay. So I guess this came out that month. So it's, it came I out guess, that month. I guess we're to assume that that happened. Then this happened. Yeah. Um, so it's after the Regulus issue. Yeah. Um, so he says, "Yeah, can't blame you." And uh, and Violet says, "Play cards, chameleon boy." She ain't taking anyone's crap anymore. No, no, she's not. She's she's overtaking the crap. Yeah, and uh, Colossal Boy says, uh, "Shh, all of you, I'm watching the colonizers." The colonizers. Gonna, oh, for stars' sake, Colossal Boy! And the one uh, one guy's saying, "Megadol, I feel," and then book breep. Off oh. goes the TV. Hey, says Colossal Boy, and he's like, "That wasn't nice, Violet." She says, surely something more worthwhile the five of us could be doing, like winning my credits back from this Durlin snake. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, down on the Durlins, as always. Um, and Brainy says, stop it, all of you. And, uh, and Magnetic Kid is kind of taken aback, and Cam says, relax, kid. He only does this when I'm winning. He says, I refuse to have... Brainy says, I refuse to have the five of us sit around headquarters being bored. There must be a useful matter for us to resolve. Suggestions? And suddenly, Magnetic Kid's face is covered in shadows again. Um, <laughs> I guess they didn't know what he looked like at this point. Wow. Mm. It looked like Cosmic Boy from the Swan era. Okay, people? Okay, move on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Brainy says, has anyone got a case we could work on? He says, go ahead, Magnetic Kid. You're our newest member. You choose. And he says, okay, as long as you ask. And he presses the button. Who tried to kill Laurel Kent? Uh, uh, um. 
Yeah, that is an important question. Yeah, that was kind of left for a while. Um, oh, I should uh, should point out actually uh, off the top that this is this issue is brought to us by Paul Levitt's writer Keith Giffen and Carl Kiesel, artists John Costanza, letterer Jean D'Angelo, colorist and Karen Berger, editor. Or if you're reading it in tales, Jay Peterson and Karen Berger. Now, with it, with his name being written, I'm assuming that's Jonathan P- Peterson, the guy who would la- later go on to edit Titans. But when it says Jay Peterson, it makes me think of Jay Peterman, which makes me think of Seinfeld. And with having that along with John Costanza's oh. letter, it's, uh, it's messy. Uh, anyway, chapter two. Uh, we, and on this one, we have Mike DiCarlo coming in on inks. <clears throat> um, Legion Academy, Old Montauk Point, Metropolis. Attempt to kill trainee Laurel Kent with a kryptonite sniper's bullet. As yet unsolved, with no clues. Unsolved. Well, they put Devron on it, so there you go. Oh, that, that should take care of things. Indeed. Um, <laughs> they say the attempt took place on the beach near uh, the academy in open view. None of her fellow trainees observed anything or anyone unusual. Subject wrapping up training, preparing to leave academy, having failed to achieve Legion membership as her invulnerability duplicates oh. others' powers. I. This was a report filed by Devron from the science science police. Mm-hmm. They say the science police reports didn't tell us much. Laurel can't tell whether Devron didn't even tr- can't tell whether Devron didn't even try to solve this case or whether it's simply a dead end. And they say, but the, Ben Colossal Boy says, but for reasons that don't make too much sense to me, we decided to make it the Legion's business to solve your problem. And um, Laurel sa- uh, says, I appreciate that Colossal Boy, with of course the lower half of her face. Shrouded in shadow. Yeah, are are you feeling that we're getting a little touch of the future here? I think I am. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Forehead shadowing, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so awful. Okay, moving on. And so she kind of she she says, "I appreciate that colossal boy, but I don't understand why it's my problem." And she's kind of flashing back to the bullet hitting. And uh, and Colossal Boy says, who'd want to kill you, Laurel? And they flash back again. She says, nobody. And then splash. And we see the bullet. Mm. And um, and she says, I don't know, Colossal Boy. My programming doesn't... Ex- oh, sorry. Um, you have programming? I'm mm. foreshadowing far farther ahead. Oh. Um, no, her, her programming, Darren. Oh, her yes. programming. Yeah. Yeah, we- yes, Darren. I, no, one, no, no one escapes the Manhunters. Oh, God. <laughs> I really wish that they would, though. I really wish that they would escape the Manhunters once in a while. Indeed. I guess we'll have to wait a thousand years to find out. Maybe. Oh. So she says, I'm a kid, a student at this crazy place. I've never done anything to harm anyone. Ask my mom. I've never done anything wrong. And they say, I've been a robot. I mean... uh, (laughs) And Magnetic Kid says, someone tried to kill you. The kryptonite bullet rules out mistaken identity. They knew you were descended from Superman. Mm. Yes. So Colossal Boy points at her with a big jacques and (laughs) says, come on, tell us, who hates you? An old boy, uh, an old boyfriend, maybe, or someone who wanted to be, or and she says, "None of your I, damn I business." I have a candidate. Okay. The uh, the Superman editing office mm-hmm. hates her, hates yeah. her so much. I would say that that was probably the biggest culprit. This would have been this would have come out October nineteen eighty five, so the plans were already well in hand. Well into play. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because as this came out, it, uh, Legends was on the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, uh, no, not yet. No, uh, as as the Tales version came oh, out the a year Tales later. Version. Yeah, because yeah. uh, because there's a house ad for Legends on the opposite page to ah. kind of draw a point as to the who would want her dead. Um, yeah, the original came out obviously. Um, probably Wild Crisis was going on, but not to the point where we had gotten to Supergirl's passing yet. Right. Or actually, yeah, we would have because Sensor Girl was invented. So yeah, we would have gotten to Supergirl's passing. October oh, October uh, cover date, um, eighty five. The October issue of Crisis is um, August September. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
It is issue seven, in fact. There you go. So Supergirl w- was dying over in another book, and we're talking about this here. So another um, another Supergirl esque character dying in this book. Yeah. So, uh, so and and you know both they kind of got amalgamated in the uh, in the later. Uh, um, in the Matrix, so to speak. In the later ret- retcon, didn't they? Well, no, I mean Supergirl and Laurel. No, no, I mean right. Matrix. Yeah. Matrix. In the nice. uh, Matrix. Oh, I'm uh, being awful. Go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so, um, yes, I think you're right about the culprit. Um, so she says, <laughs> none of your damn business, and uh, starts and throws something at him. And, uh, and so they're like, okay, okay. And she says, I thought you Legionnaires were friends. Don't go play an SP on me. Sheesh, Devron was bad enough. Man, that is some outfit she's wearing. Oof. Well, you know. Dang. As long as she's wearing it. Comics code, people. Comics code. Barely, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then, um, it's, is she gone? Yes, and remember, this is your idea. Yeah, seriously. Um, so we get back out into, uh, into the Metropolis region, um, the only safe spot in Old Montauk is under the water or inside the Legion Academy, they say. Um, so we, we hear, uh, this way, Colossal Boy, Laurel usually hangs out in the shopping district. You ought to know, you were her school chum, kid, because remember, of course, that uh, she and um, and Magnetic Kid were, um, go, they, they went to, uh, to the Academy at the same time. Uh-huh. And um, and some alien says, "Did you hear someone say Colossal Boy?" And another one says, "Nah, what would he be doing here?" And then someone else says, "Could we find him and get an autograph, Uncle?" This little kid. And then, "Sheesh, someone heard you. Use my name, or someone heard you use my name." Um, they're they're kind of disguised by dis- uh, image distorters. And uh, and Magnetic Kid is uh, is disguised as uh, as Irk, mm. the eye stock guy. So Irk, take a drink. Ooh, drink time! Yeah, and uh, he says, "But these with these distorter set- settings, Brainiac Five worked out. Who could recognize us?" And uh, Colossal Boy says, "No one." But if, uh, it, but it might tip off Laurel that we're following her, <laughs> and they see her up ahead wearing the uh, the, the the cape shawl, and um, and the, the, there she goes. Hey, look! Someone else is following her too. Oh noes. Um. And so we see this sort of two-tone purple uh, get up following her. Uh, ah, so light well, purple and dark purple on the outside. So uh, That's never a good thing. Mm, purple. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, so um, so they say, yep, and they, they go and they go to follow. And someone tries to give her a scent trace. And, uh, and they say, scent trace, ma'am? And she says, why, I'd be. And then we hear a stop and... and and Colossal Boy's, huh? He's making his move. And he grows to full size and grabs the guy. And um, and he says, put me down, you overgrown legionnaire. Can't you recognize a science police officer on duty? And it's, of course, the the whitest red-haired dude ever. Uh, Devron. <laughs> wow. He's, Undercover. He's Undercover. fully completed his transition. Oh, where's Siobhan? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kidding. And, he's, and Colossal Boy says, Devron? He goes, I was trailing Laurel Kent, Colossal Boy, and you interrupted. Just as I was going to save her from another murder attempt. And she says, for, for Rail's sake, the Denebium was only offering me a scent trace of a new perfume. Get away from me, all of you. And if you're hiding here, a magnetic kid, that means you too. And we see the little livestock dude go, oh, oh. So, um... God bless Stalk, dude. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so, Colossal Boy says, Come on, Laurel. You know we're only trying to figure out who shot at you. And uh, Laurel says, I don't care. Do you hear me, Magnetic Kid? She points to the Stalk dude. And uh, <laughs> again, she keeps flashing back on this. And she goes, I'm fine. No one's fired a second shot. And how many damn kryptonite bullets do you think are lying around anyway? Mm. Mm. At least um, one. And uh, she walks away saying, sheesh. And uh, we see uh, the, the eye stock sort of half-lidded saying, mm, maybe I should have picked another case. See, I have, I have a theory about that. Eye stock guy. I think eye stock guy, it's not a species. It's just him. 
every time we see Ice Talk guy, it's the same Ice Talk guy. Fair enough. That's just my theory. All these horrible things happen to the same dude. <laughs> and and this, yeah, exactly. So that's who he's disguising <laughs> as. So shortly, um, we can hear uh, we can hear Colossal Boy talking. He says she has a point. You know how many Kryptonite bullets are likely to be around? It's been a long time since a Kryptonite uh, since a Kryptonian played hero on Earth. Mm. And he says maybe that's it. We can maybe we can trace the weapon back to the would be killer. And Devron says, "Forget it. I tried." And they say you couldn't find any trace of a weapon that fired kryptonite bullets. It must be pretty unusual. So they figured that the uh, assassin had it made special, and uh, couldn't find a record of one this side of Thanagar. He says, "See nothing in our space quadrant at all." And they say, "Well, we'll borrow those records if we might, Devron. I think a trip to Thanagar might just be in order, huh?" Uh-huh. But I, and they say, "Do you ever see Polaris rising, magnetic kid?" Uh oh. And that sounds wrong. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, chapter three, Thanagar, site of the annual police convention of the United Planets and um, of the permanent museum of the science police planetary officers. The officers wear still wear traditional uniforms uh, dating back centuries. Um, the the inks on this chapter are provided by Ernie Cologne. I don't know that it's the best match. Um, he does kind of an interesting thing where instead of doing the usual spotting blacks that what that an inker does, mm-hmm. um, he kind of does it with some cross hatching that looks like wicker. Ah, I'm a big fan of Ernie Cologne. I think he's a great artist. Um, this is the, the this is an odd fit. Well, I, we, we've talked before about artists can be great, inker can be great, but it's the synthesis of the two that makes the art. It, it very wonderful. much is, and it and just sometimes styles just don't work together, and there's nothing wrong with that. But but like, Cologne oh, has an experiment. But eh. Cologne has worked well with Giffen on on many many issues. Um, like yeah, we, we've seen a lot is, of that, right? This is Giffen's experimental phase, and so it looks okay. and it looks like Cologne was looking at that, saying, "Well, if he can be experimental, so can I." Indeed, and uh, and and so with both of them being so far afield, it just it comes off as odd, even within this issue. Um, oh. And I failed to point out that when uh, Colossal Boy said a trip to Thanagar might just be in order, the only part of his face that we could see was his forehead. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Good times, people. Yeah, wait, so we, till, wait till the only thing you can see of a villain is a grin. <laughs> Literally, oh, that became his name. That's grin. right, that's right. Uh, so he <laughs> says, uh, I hadn't spotted you back on Thanagar, so, or expected you back on Thanagar so soon, Chameleon Boy. I've barely finished writing up your brilliant solution to the case of the Imperial Diadem. And he says, you're much too too kind, Quiss, but my colleagues and I are here on pressing matters. Perhaps if they work to, out to our satisfaction, you can have another exploit for those books you insist on writing. And he says, excellent, excellent. My museum is yours, Legionnaires, and it turns out this is the Museum of the Science Police. Uh, he says, we'd be pleased to cooperate in any case. And he says, but Chameleon Boy's presence makes it all the more delightful. Uh-huh. And Colossal Boy says, we're looking for a weapon, Quiss. A device that shoots kryptonite bullets or that could be modified to. It was used in a murder attempt. And we see the science police officer is clearly of the same species of Dr. Gemmel. Ah. Um, and, he says, uh, and he says, really? I believe we can be of service, gentle beings. And they say, so perhaps you can tell us how the weapon was involved in the raid of the muse- your museum, my old friend. He says, you are as superb a detective as ever, Chameleon Boy, though you learned how you learned of the raid amazes even me. Says, wow. Cam's job. Yeah, he says, elementary, Quiss, follow me. And then Quiss says, follow me. I'll show you a holotape of what happened. Uh, so they go to the Grand Research Hall, which is open only to scholars and members of our august and ancient profession. Mm. And Chameleon Boy says, including... That's, the- that's a little bit of a hint right there, ancient profession. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, and Chameleon Boy says, including Legionnaires, I trust. And he says, naturally. Here, this view, here, this viewing uh, cubicle is secure for our purposes. This tape was made by the automatic security systems on a quite tragic night. And they say, uh, from your tone, I, adu- I deduce that several of your comrades were killed. Or perhaps not your comrades. Or perhaps not your comrades, precisely. And he says, not precisely, Chameleon Boy. They were the planetary officers, the so-called Hawk Police. 
Uh-huh. They handle our basic security, or did on that night. The detectors failed to track the intruder, and the sentient watch did no better. And we see a guy walk in there with his Hawkman mask on. And, uh, and uh-huh. And womp. The first guard found the, uh, the intruder in time to be knocked unconscious. He was lucky. Two more stood guard in the records hall, the ice, the east wing, before they were killed by the intruder, before they could draw a blaster. Oh. He moved to the west wing then, evading four others on duty in our halls that night. There was only one item missing, disturbed in the west wing museum, an archaic projectile weapon suitable for kryptonite or other radioactive bullets. Neither the detectors nor guards noticed the intruder on his way out. Mm. It's tragic and highly unsolved. So I have a question, yeah. and obviously we're going to spoil who who it is at the end of the story. So spoilers for that. But mm. is there a Hawkman villain who used such a gun? Not that I'm obviously not, not that, that I'm aware of. Okay, no, no, I'm not, just no, no exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, not that I've ever heard of, but they, you know, the the, the Thanagarians did. Uh, now I don't know if this was just. Uh, uh, you know, this would have been, of course, the uh, the alien uh, uh, Hawkman, so Katar Hall. Um, I don't know if I know they had they favored ancient ancient weaponry weapons, but I don't know if that was common to Thanagar or if that was just kind of their jam. Um, <laughs> True, it's how so, we roll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Colossal Boy says, "There's the weapon that shot Laurel. It's got to be the one." Still, but who did it? And uh, Chameleon Boy, with his bottom half of his face shrouded in in wicker-looking shadows, uh, says, The answer feels elusive to me, Magnetic Kid, but we shall search it out. Somehow I think it is capable of solution. But how? Um, And with just the front half of his face, but the cheekbones uh, showing in... in Cheekbones and temples having light, not shadow. Uh, yes. It says the question is why did they why did the intruder let the guard live? And he said, well, the surviving officer wasn't involved. If that's what you're implying, he says, no, uh, not at all. I'm positive you check that. No, let's go, Legionnaires. Thank you, Quiz, for your help. And he says, but but. And they say what? And he zip zips into some lizardy owl-looking thing and flies away. <laughs> As and, he does. Yeah, and they catch they catch up to him and say, "Wait up, Cam! You could have just used your flight ring. Hate when you do this." And Quiss is down there saying, "Chameleon boy, come back!" All three, all three uh, fists shaking. Um, <laughs> I am going to rant at you, Legionnaires. Yeah. I'm going to rant at you. So, chapter four with Steve Mitchell on inks. Uh, this takes place on Winneth. Uh, they said the last thing I heard about this planet was that Lightning Lass was living here for a while back on the farm, looking out the window of my cruiser at her space, uh, at her, at the spaceport. I knew she'd made the right choice leaving this dump for Earth. I came on a hunch. The private eye that who Timberwolf had hired to find Lightning Lass got murdered here. Yep. Yep. Remember that? That was a while back. That was a while back, but yeah, and it seemed like just an. A weird off thing to have happen, and then, oh, we are going to follow up on it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, and so um, she says, uh, and I was fond of private eyes, anachronisms or not. This is of course Violet speaking, and she says oh. also it was also the only unserved. Um, murder in a year that had anything to do with the Legion. She says, my baby blues saw a chance that it might be linked to the Laurel Kent case. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. Spaceport's a dump too. No point in being tossed around in that crowd of dirt kickers. So I decided to shrink down and avoid the mob scene. It's amazing how easy it is to make your way through a crowd when you know how and you're only a few inches tall. Truth. She says, I checked out the directions in advance, so I know exactly how many levels to drop down right to the scruffy side of town, to be exact. The PI had his office here. He was found dead in the building. Uh, No goose, no goosebumps. I'm too old for that, but it's depressing. Better go go in full size, with a little present to bribe his twin landladies. They showed me his room and told you know they told me uh, or told me my twin and I would have a nice place to stay if we decided to rent it because of course we're talking about Winneth here yeah it's, it's, the, it's the cover story basically <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, she says, weird planet. They think everybody has a twin. When I said I didn't, they slipped away like a Saturnian from a psychotherapist. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, I checked out the rooms the PI had uh, had let to stay in while he was tracking Ayla. No one had been in since the, the SPs carted his corpse away. I asked the science police what they found, except I never met anyone. I met, never met one who'd know what to look for. Too many electric toys, not enough common sense. Truth. And I'd learned to respect the kind of intuition you only get the hard way. The desk Good old-fashioned detective. Yeah, the kids. desk was boring, she says. And then I realized I wasn't alone. That's right. Um, so she said, I don't like surprises. Quick shrink down and then back up again behind the two of them. And they're clearly wearing uh, science police uniforms. And um, she knocks their heads together and says, so much for surprises. Then I noticed they were science police officers. That really annoyed me. Uh, so she kind of slapped them both. She says, then I let them get up. And they're all... She says, wake up, boys. And they say, who, who the hell? What are you doing down here, lady? She says, I got it now. The lady twi- the landlady twins had called them. I was a suspicious character. She says, looky. I flashed my Legion flight ring. They knew what it meant. Bright boys. And they say, well, how are we to know you were a Legionnaire? You could have asked. Yeah, she said, they say, you could have simply told us. No need to knock us around. I said, scram. They listened. I hit the dead man's data bank, figuring I could learn something. Behind me, something buzzed. I turned and looked at the dead man's desk controller, which it's kind of a little flying thing that looks, you know, it looks like a little yellow rocket ship with a uh, red cone on the top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Does it now? Yeah, but it goes beep, beep, and kaboom! Uh, some kind of a uh, self-defense mechanism versus anyone doing what uh, Violet was attempting? Quite possibly. Take a drink, by the way. Oh, oh, a kaboom. Sorry, I forgot. We were shattering kaboom. Mm. But then you have to wonder how hard the SPs actually look then, don't you? Well, it's true. And uh, so there's there's booming. And she uh, says, um, I was alive. I held that It felt great. Okay, now I knew where I was. I shrank. I fell into a subatomic universe as I was um, shrinking in the, in the seconds before the blast. Not a bad place to hide, but a rotten place to stay. Time to go back to normal. What a mess. Whoever planted that program as a trap, sure had a nasty streak. And my pals were back, digging in the debris, looking for me, no doubt. All I'd gotten out of this was a personal reason to clean up this case, but not the mess on the floor. Uh. Chapter 5, and this is with inks by, by uh, Giffen's old, uh, old buddy, Larry Malstead. Uh, Weisinger Plaza at the end of the avenue of the superheroes of, in, uh, the superheroes in Metropolis. Not the most prestigious address in 2986 AD, but certainly the most interesting. The building itself is sort of hideous, but don't tell Brainiac 5 I told you so. He not only designed it, but lives there. You'd think he'd taken root. He'll putter about the multi-lab for days, crossing circuits and breeding plants and send computer scurrying to fetch dinner something he'll even talk to the sometimes he'll even talk to the rest of us nights like tonight I just might prefer that we just sit that he just sit there and chew his lip (laughs) he says satisfactory you brought back sufficient information to establish a pattern I have no doubt that the Laurel Kent case is intimately tied to the other events you investigated and now I believe I understand the motive as well hmm and Devron says, says to Laurel, you know, sort of whispers to Laurel, is he always this long-winded? She says, if you're convinced, Brainy, what are you going to do about it? And Brainy says, stop the next murder, naturally. And they're, and Cam and Colossal Boy and Magnetic. Next murder? Are shocked. The, the next murder? And Violet says, oh, come on. And he says, certainly. It's a long chain of events. Very long. Some Kono juice? No, pardon me then. He pours himself a tumbler. He says, I should have ample time to finish this tumbler. The next attempt will take place right outside our headquarters in the plaza, perhaps five, no, six minutes from now. And so they're all, let's go. And he says, wait, since you've chosen, believe me, may I suggest you also accept that I have matters in hand? And uh, they say, be, be seated. Observe the main monitor. The plaza is quiet, peaceful. And yes, as usual... We see the tour bus making its rounds. The Ollie Queen tours? That's the one. Ah, I know it well. I know it well. And he says, that's it. Is everybody, is that it? Is everybody on that bus in danger? 
says, I believe only coincidentally, Magnetic Kid. The tour bus has been accidentally endangered by its proximity to us before, but this time I believe there will be a deliberate attempt on the driver's life. Shouldn't we go save? Kaboom! Ah! Uh, a drink. Yay for drinking. Magnetic mm. Kid says, oh no! And they're brainy. And um, everyone's shocked that Brainy allowed this to happen. And then Brainy's like, sorry, I've got all the shadow on my face now. Um, <laughs> I can't see who the hell's talking. Yeah, yeah he says, please, Officer Devron. I said matters were in hand, but more to the point. My sh- in shield. Notice that I'm not wearing my force shield belt. Woo, Anticipating sexy. the attempt, <laughs> I'd be unwilling to betray our knowledge in advance. I took certain precautions. Mm. and if the dust has cleared you will mm. note that the tour bus and its occupants are all quite safe inside a shield as they should be yeah. and he says the same device which allows me to extend the range of, of my shields somewhat should enable them to bring it down lightly rather a simple way uh, to ensure safety while protecting uh, my theory or while well, proving my theory. Proving sorry. the theory, yeah. And um, Cam says, a bit theatrical, Brainiac. Well, yeah. you know. He likes to show off. It, it, very, very, very true. And it's interesting that they gave Brainy the uh, Hercule Poirot kind of moment here. As opposed to the uh, that going to Cam, being Cam is the Legion's arguably best detective. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but it was you, you risked all those people's lives to prove a point. He says, "No, I saved them to prove a point. More precisely, to establish the validity of a hypothesis. Allow me to bring them down, and I'll explain. Assuming a relationship between the events we are explaining." Magnet Kid says, "It's an awfully big if," and he says, "No, a reasonable one. Uh-huh. Assuming that there were two uh, uh, important correlations. First, each of the attempts or murders took place during Earth's full moon. Second, the relationship of the murder victims and Laurel Kent." clearly indicated that the tour driver was a likely victim. Mm. His name, as you will return, as you will call from the bus, is Ollie, O-L-I, Queen. And they say, was he the only other potential victim? And they say, no, but I was right, you see. And everyone's like, Brady! Um, so we get to chapter six, Legion Headquarters. And we're up on the roof, and off the Legionnaires fly, and uh, we've got Devron and Laurel standing uh, on the on the roof, and uh, and uh, Devron says, there they go, on my case with them. And she says, cheer up, Devron. Every science police officer had the, has had the Legionnaires steal his or her thunder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sooner or later, yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. And she says, Chief Zendak will start thinking of you as a veteran, not a rookie. Besides, I used to dream of being like them, a hero like my ancestors. Now I know it was only a dream. I'm not cut out for that. Yeah, they're dialing down Laurel Kent, that's for sure. Um, yep. And so Devron says, thought about joining the science police, Laurel? We could use an invulnerable officer. And she says, it's an idea. Maybe we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, not for long. Yeah, and uh, so um, we go, uh, hey, we go We go to the Great White North. Nice. Very nicely done, sir. I, I try. Um, gra- uh, Greater Quebec, formed by the urban sprawl that included Quebec and Montreal, it is among the newest cities of Earth, being largely destroyed in the so called Earth War invasion and subsequently rebuilt. Uh, tourist warning Greater Quebec remains only one of five administrative areas on Earth where Interlac is not the compulsory compulsory language. Please set translators <laughs> for Franglais before visiting. Franglais. Nice. <laughs> ah, would that we had Scott on this episode. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so I say, I still don't believe you. Sorry. I still don't believe your nerve, Brainiac 5. <laughs> Better you than me, sir. Aren't legionnaires <laughs> supposed to be more careful of human lives? What if the killer after went after another of the possible victims, uh, according to our theory? Wouldn't it we have blood on our hands? Burr. <laughs> um, and Cam says, it's not that bad, magnetic kid. Think about it. More the Ignore the theatrical posturing, eh? Um... Because it's it's French Canadian franglais, um, yes, so you yes. gotta have the. Eh? It's not Ivory Coast anglais. Yeah, no sir, no it's, sir. Uh, um, and Colossal Boy says, "Yeah, Brainy did warn the ESPs about the. I sound more like Strong Bad." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, uh, I, 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 Brainy did warn the SPs about the only other two potential vi- potential victims on the Earth. They're watching the twins until we get there, which should be in another minute, I estimate. And uh, we get back, and they've they've switched off the translator for a bit because it's hurting my throat. Um, <laughs> so, so Magnetic Kid says, there's the apartment complex. What do you want us to do, Brainiac? Should we surround the place? Join the SPs on guard? And Brainiac says, no. Violet, Chameleon Boy? And they say, ready. And off they go. And he says, let them handle it, Magnetic Kid. Sut- subtly. Perhaps yep. we can learn something if, an, if the attempt takes place. And they said, and if not, well, well. Well, indeed. Well, mm-hmm, indeed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if not, we'll find the killer another way. Just be patient. We don't lose often. And they say left, then right. If the diagram's accurate, chameleon boy. Um, so it's, uh, could you turn into something more pleasant than a Venusian walking jellyfish? Ew. I have to smell you, you know. And uh, and he says, sorry, Violet, but it's the quietest, most convenient disguise I've found for slipping through ventilators. Huh? The buzzing of my insect form um, tends to attract attention. And you would do well, and you wouldn't want Don and Don Allen to notice us. She says, frankly, I don't care. And they're kind of sitting around. Um, and change, and we can hide by that flash uh, statue. Haven't heard of him since we first ran into the Allens. And that was, of course, in Adventure 373. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tornado Twins. That's right. She says, they do seem oblivious, but I hate I hate my buzzing. Sorry. Oh, change to whatever you want. It really it really doesn't. Whoa, the lights went out. Look, the science police are moving to protect the Allens. And we see this big beast crash in there. Mm. And... Um, so Big it's falling yeah. on my face. Yes. So a robot. What a bizarre design. I can barely make it out. It's so bright. And uh, so we get um, <laughs> there's some bratsing and some pooping That's and some thunking. Yeah. And um, and uh, and there's an IE. And well, we know they're not dead because yeah. we have two heroes who are spawned from these two. So. Well, yeah. Sort of, kind of, maybe. From their post-crisis versions, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but we know they're not dead yet because, yet. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not until later. Um, um, so, yeah, ready on three, like we planned it. One, two, and then there's a breep. And going up and out of the way, people... And Violet uh, grabs a hold of Dawn and Dawn and takes off flying away with them. And she says, calm down. The view may be unsettling, but it's nothing compared to what would have happened if that thing had grabbed you. You can call me Shrinking Violet when you're composed enough to thank me. I'm a legionnaire. Take your time. Yes, Shrinking Violet, not so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's she's really uh, exploded into angry woman stage here. Oh, big time, big time, and and I mean we've seen elements of that, but but it's it's particularly on display here. Yeah, um, she's it's a little more subtle in a lot of the Legion issues, and I wonder, I wonder if if some of that has to do with just the way uh, the you know Giffen kind of uh, drew her with a very angry expression most of the time in this. Maybe and uh, and so maybe that influenced when uh, when Levitz was getting into the into the dialogue side of things, uh, you know, rewriting dialogue after he got given stuff back. because uh. there's always a different feel to you, and you can really see, you know, and he spoke about it when he was on the show about how, you know, he would he would send the script and then he would get back a bunch of pages and there'd be a whole lot of extra stuff in there and then it's like, okay, now how do I incorporate now, this? Now, how do I fix this? Yeah, well, or not fix, but you or know, how, do how do I how do I follow this new it, direction? Yeah. A bold new direction. Oh, I didn't say. Oh, it. I didn't say that was shadowing. Um, so there's a click, click, creep, and uh, you know he's like terminatoring. Um, uh, the robot is, you know, checking things like it, like a terminator would, and he says, "Conclusion, opportunity yeah. zip, over." Zip, zip. And off he goes, and um, and uh, turns out uh, Cam has tacked himself onto the guy, disguising himself as a scrap of metal. And he says, uh, yes, good. Changing into a scrap of metal and hiding on his frame worked. Well, one, rob- one of those odd little things. Can Cam do that or can Cam not do that? Moments. Yeah, see, I look at it as he's changed into a little 
metal colored thing but yeah mm-hmm. uh you yep. know i don't it, 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 he's been a couch before people just yeah. saying yeah we're, we're used to him turning into sort of living creatures but we've seen him do this as well um and of course it's still got his eyes eyebrows and antenna so yeah <laughs> um yeah so um Good, changing into scrap of metal hide uh, worked. The robot's not going after Violet, so it must be heading home. He says, and from this perspective, I've even picked up some of the extra clues as to where home might be. Mm. So, um, there's further briefing, and uh, and it basically realizes, hey, the foreign body on, on here. And uh, he gets zapped away, and he's like, yeah, I know when I'm not wanted. And he says, "Try time to get away from my metallic friend fast." And he uh, he parachutes down. And, uh, and he says, "Nice of him not to chase me, but I guess his program didn't include bothering. Uh, he simply must have a, have had a routine no alien objects purge. I've learned everything I need to anyway." Um. So chapter seven, the North Polar Bi- Geothermal Station. Uh, utilizing natural differentials in temperature between the core and surface of the earth to generate electrical energy. The station is a primary resource of power and power tunnels carry the electricity to the main grid reaching to North American cities. Um, So I said, how obvious your deduction is, chameleon boy. Our murderer must be here. A cold, um, a cold sleep facility, of course. Stop needling yourself, Brainy. The frost crystals of the robot and his, and his northward path gave him away. I didn't make the connection until then. But it's natural, given that our killer must be a survivor of the 20th century. Did they use cold sleep for incurable patients that far back? Hmm, interesting. Mm, um, interesting question. Yeah, he says, certainly not. Uh, <laughs> that, that, it, that it, certainly not, certainly, comma, Yes, certainly, period. Not that it uh, always preserved them until a cure was found, but some survived to recover. And at least one might still be here, must still be here, he says. Once you deduced all the victims were descendants of the Justice League members, Superman, Batman, Green Arrow, Hawkman, The Flash, this made perfect sense. Magnetic Kid says, yeah, maybe I should have listened when Rock used to rattle on about ancient Earth history. Mm, maybe you should have. He says, because I'm getting lost. <laughs> and uh, so it, say, it is interesting the the characters who didn't have descendants: Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Adam. Right. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it's just just curious about that. It's like, huh, interesting. Eh. Uh, maybe they just didn't get that far. Um, maybe, maybe. So, um. This is rather simple, actually. Laurel Kent is a distant descendant of Superman, as you know. Well, the Hawk police who were killed on Thanagar in the raid uh, for the kryptonite gun were descendants of a hero called Hawkman, as um, as opposed to other Hawk police who survived who were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say the correlation with the private eye turning out to be a descendant of Batman, the tour driver's ancestor being Green Arrow, that left the Allens as the only descendant of a, of a Justice League member on Earth. Mm. So that could be the uh, the, the key of the sort of is their, is their way out. Um, he says there were several men in the 20th to, 20th, 20th to 23rd centuries who chose cold sleep at a late enough age that given... Um, that even sorry even if their illnesses were cured would soon die from frozen sleep side effects Mm. he says I suspect our killer is one of them as the murder attempts by his robot take place only periodically during the same phase of the moon a few times a year and chameleon boy says that must be the only time he's removed from frozen sleep and allowed to age a few days at a time Ah. and magnetic kid says wow then he could have been killing people for centuries Mm mm-hmm could have been. Um, yeah, he says, uh, you know, for uh, for uh, getting his revenge for history only knows what. And he says, if I hadn't, and then there's a little blamity blam, and uh, robot dude has shown up here, or is ready and to fight, and he says, I guess, and Colossal Boy says, I guess your little theory just became fact, guys. Yeah, spoke too soon. 
So it's time for me to play Grow and Squash. And he smashes the thing. Uh-huh. And uh, and then it picks him up and throws him. And he says, if Colossal Boy can't outmuscle this thing, maybe I can de- de- disable it from the inside. So Violet gets in there and says, Nuts, what is all this? These circuits look old enough to be in a museum. Where should I start? And um, and then Colossal Boy grabs the, the, the whole robot and says, Get out, Violet. Uh-huh. Um, and she says, Colossal Boy, be careful. And he gets zapped. And it says, opponent immobilized. Depart or face annihilation. And we see <laughs> we see um, Vi waking up. And, uh, and he says, we were not going to let you hurt anyone, robot. And, the, and, uh, and he says, not us, not the cold sleepers, not while you're inside my force shield. And he says, let me try, Brainiac. And he says, and Brainiac says, I started this case, and it's an image that's very reminiscent of the um, <clears throat> the spotlight on uh, on Colossal Boy, where he went after uh, the, the the guys who uh, killed his parents. Uh huh. Um. And uh, anyway, so then he says, so, so it's let me finish, and he says, good work, Magnetic Kid. You're pulling the robot to pieces. And so we get to the epilogue. And and Cam says. What a strange man he must have been. They say all the ancients were a bit unusual, Cam. See, apparently he fought the Justice League with robots a thousand years ago. And yes. uh, he says, yes, he, yes. he says back in 1986 or so, if history is accurate, and lives on today in cold sleep, hating them anew each time he awakes for a few days. Poor man. Uh-huh. And uh, Violet uh, says, I can't quite believe it hating someone for a thousand years horrible and they say well he he blamed the uh the justice league for denying him immortality violet so he sought to do, to deny them a form of of uh, immortality by killing their children and their children's children who knows mm-hmm. how many of who knows how many of them he ordered he murdered because of course yeah they, they you know they might not be the only descendants uh it is a thousand years after all and they say, until you put us on this trail, kid. He says, you proved your instincts uh, uh, or dumb luck. And in the LSH, we can use both. And uh, <laughs> he says, welcome aboard. Magnetic Kid says, thanks. Thanks. And there we have it. So there yeah, we go. Yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. shot Laurel Kent. That's who shot Laurel Kent. It wasn't Kristen after all. I'll see I had money on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So was Kristen not Sue Ellen? It was. It was Kristen. So Kristen did it. It was Kristen. Kristen did. It. She shot JR. Which was of course about five years before the before the events of this story. Well true. Yes. What's the point? Yes. <laughs> no, no, just that um you know a, a, perhaps there was some inspiration for that. Uh-huh. Mayhaps, mayhaps but it's one of those things like like that you know cause, and and it's unfortunate for that story because it's it's a neat idea this whole idea of the um uh, you know and, and what would have been really cool is if they could have done this in a sort of a crossover storyline right you know get the justice league involved in it oh yeah that that would have been really cool and uh but by this point of course all that was sort of coming apart and uh, but it would have been very very neat to have added all that in, and and it just seemed that these were kind of throwaway plot points before that just seemed kind of odd and out of place, and it took a while for them to get resolved, and they got resolved in an annual. Yes, um, I mean I, I think it was. Yeah. The the plan was to actually have this story at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly there was a plan for this, but them having so many murders that happened off screen. And, yeah. uh, you know, it difficult to explain the shoddy police work of the science police everywhere, apparently. Yeah. You know, it's just really? Wow. OK. So, yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. And, and I think, you know, a part of it is uh, annuals were treated differently back in the day. You True. know, we had gone through many years where they were kind of the uh, redheaded stepchild or the Devron of um, uh, of comic books. But in, you know, certainly in the, the four, four years it took to get to this annual, you know, Legion annuals had been a big deal. You know, you had the Computo issue, which was huge, you know, and was, was uh-huh. kind of a, a big gateway for a lot of people to get into Legion. Um, then you had, the, you know, you had the um, um, 
uh, 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 Karate Kid and uh, Projector Wedding. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and again, a wedding issue for uh, for the Legion is usually a big deal. And so so kind of a couple of different things going on there. But but yeah, the the idea of the annual was was more significant at the time than perhaps it's been in recent years. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So anyway, so we've got that annual <laughs> annual number one done. Next Yay! next week we'll uh, we'll hit up the sequel to the curse, and uh, then we're all caught up on that, and then we'll continue on in the Baxter run so that we can get to some cool stuff with, um, well, just you know, fun with uh, fun with uh, with Legion villains. Indeed, fun with Legion villains, and who doesn't like a Legion villain? Exactly, exactly. I know. I love a, a Legion villain myself. So, and we just saw when we just saw, saw Starfinger show up, and we're gonna see. Star, hold, no, it wasn't Starfinger. Sorry, it was Starfinger. Exactly, and we're going Sorry, to see Universal makes to do that. Come on, That's absolutely. Fun. And we are going to, of course, see um, Universal making his return in in fine form, and perhaps the finest Universal story since uh, Shooter and Swan first introduced him. I, I would agree with that, although I do think he had a really fine moment in Legion of Three Worlds. Mm, I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't a whole story. It was a moment, but it was a, okay, yeah, he's he's evil. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How many times does he have to kill his son? Oh, anyway. <laughs> right? I mean... Right? Anyway... <laughs> You know, it's like I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be a Green Lantern, and they wouldn't let me. No, no, they wouldn't. And um, yeah, so so I you know I had to check myself there for a second. It's like yes, it was it was Kurt, Kurt Swan, okay? Because for a second I was like eh, no, because it couldn't have been four because that was a while before. So there we have it. Jim Shooter, Kurt Swan created Universal. So indeed they did. Yes. All right, that's all I got. All right. I'm spent. That's all I got. I'm done. All right. So comments, as always, are welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which is facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. And uh, we are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And I just actually, while we were recording this, got a tweet from uh, Shane Chikowski uh, saying that I pronounced his name right. So Yay! At least I pronounced his name right last time. Now I'm like, did I do it right this time? <laughs> one for one. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, but, uh, but but yeah, so if you have questions, you can ask us uh, there on the tweets as well. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble and head back to the 21st century where we will see you all next week. Bang, bang.